0: Heterodorks Heterodox Dorks Hello turfs and trannies. This is heterodorks and this is a recording that is taking place not even thirty minutes after Nina Paley received notice from Indiegogo that her campaign for her new comic book, the first one in twenty years, thirty the agent Thirty years. The agents of HAG H A G was canceled by Indiegogo following the successful completion of their campaign. After it received one hundred and fifty percent of the target funds, so this is Nina's uh, art. This is uh, I, I, Nina. I don't. Th- I don't think it's fair to say that this is uh, this comic was putting food in your mouth necessarily. This is. Uh, c- cause what was the,
1: the goal was a thousand dollars. The
0: goal was a thousand dollars. And that so... was to
1: print the books. And it's not like I would make a thousand dollars. It was a thousand dollars to pay for printing and shipping the books. And I would get some of that.
0: But following the successful completion of your project, you contracted with the printer. My name is Corinna Cohn. My co-host is Nina Paley. Yes.
1: Yeah, so and we're doing a special experiment of recording before I've had time to process a tragedy. Is it even a tragedy? A a nobody, gross insult and offense. Well, the only—I mean, no individual died, but you know, our our society is
0: sickening. These types of actions by corporations. uh, On one hand, there's going to be people who say, "Well, they can—they're a private corporation; they can do whatever they want to." So there's also our societal norms. And it's not good to have societal norms where corporations shut down individuals because somebody inside of the corporation has a a problem with the politics or the beliefs of the person who's using the service.
1: Yeah. And they had a chance to cancel it long ago. You know, I uploaded it two weeks, more than two weeks ago. It was a two week long campaign and if it violated their terms of service, that was the time to reject it. Even though, you know, like, it's weird that we even accept that that stuff like this should be center, uh, censored. And Because I'm, like, arguing, like, well, okay, fine, censor it. But just, you know, do it before I waste everybody's time and everybody makes these payments. And then I contact the printer. But actually, they shouldn't censor it at all. It's, we've, we've gone so far off the rails.
0: There wasn't anything really that controversial in it. You had a a character in it. Tell us us a little bit about the comic book.
1: Well, it's called Agents of Hag. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Hag stands for humorous, acronym, gag, and several other things. The comic begins where women are disappearing from the internet. And uh, it's because of this... Well, I guess I'm going to give spoilers. Should I give spoilers to this comic book? It's 12 pages long. So... (laughs) Which is not very long. <laughs> I'll give spoiler. Okay, spoiler alert. If you're, if you're wanting suspense to find out what happens in Agents of HAG, don't listen. Uh, anyway, the person responsible for disappearing women from the internet is called Banhammer. And Banhammer is uh, banning women with his keyboard, half the buttons of which say ban, in his mother's basement. And menopausal woman, the hero, and her sidekick, sidekick, track him down, go to his lair, confront him, and then they get help from an unexpected ally. So I guess I'm not giving any spoilers, because really I'm not going to give away what happens next, but there's an epic battle.
0: So so what happens next is that there's a a character who's based on a transsexual that... Nina knows, yeah. who disenchants people of their notions of gendered souls and gender ideology.
1: Yes, this character is called the disenchanter. And instead of having a magic wand, he has a magic cup of disillusionment. Really, it's a very exciting scene. And those of you who are into superheroes, fantasy, magic, trannies, turfs, you should see this comic book, but you won't because if you've ordered it, your order has been refunded.
0: I don't know what is going to happen after this because this is so fresh, but surely there's going to be some way of getting this funded so that the comic book can be distributed to the people who want it, right?
1: Yes, there are ways. I was just hoping to use a crowdfunding platform. I just thought, you know... There are these tools available. I should be able to use them. The company is profiting off of me using their service as much as, you know, a a pure ideologue that they completely agree with and support.
0: Right. So if I make a comic book, Nina, and I call it the agents of freedom against, what is it? Whatever it would be called.
1: Forces against...
0: Groomers. Groomers. (laughs) And it starred two trannies that were tracking down gender critical posters who were posting unpleasant things on the internet. And they got help from, I don't know, uh, Sam Smith, somebody. It it would be okay. Like that. I don't think Indiegogo would touch that if, if it were a comic book about uh trannies uh, attacking gender critical women in fact if i wrote a novel that featured (laughs) transgender women uh attacking and and killing women i might get a pleasant mention on that uh on npr i'm not making up a ridiculous example that i'm talking to about something that's actually happened before
1: yeah i know I just realized, I just uh, got a message from Joe Burgo. I am reminded that the inside back cover of this comic book was all sponsored by advertisers, by people that put, you know, there were four slots and people donated to me and got their message in these four slots. So these people are screwed over as well.
0: And you're responsible, which puts you in a worse spot.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm. I'll speak more articulately about this later, but it is amazing that every time there's a major cancellation event in my life, like it never, it never really gets better. I mean, of course, this would be much more devastating if I hadn't been through this before. Right. I would, someone that hadn't been through this before would think that they had actually done something wrong and maybe they wouldn't be aware of uh, the capture of these institutions and the just the abhorrent trends towards censorship on the internet <laughs> and in these corporations and and so on. Uh, so I guess in that way it's easier. But like that that hor- you know I'm I'm flushed with hormones, you know, stress hormones right now. I'm like, is there a patch for that? <laughs> Probably. I'm I'm trans terrified. No, I'm not. I'm I'm naturally terrified. These are my own terror hormones. My own Mm, fight or flight. Yes. My own fight or flight response. Uh yeah, it's just amazing. And I you know, when I started this, I thought, well, maybe I'll be canceled, right? I'll try a crowdfunding thing, but maybe I'll be canceled. And I really thought that was going to be, you know, they wouldn't let me because they have people look over the stuff before your campaign goes live. And I thought, well, they'll reject it. Or I thought, you know, maybe after a day or two, they'll cancel it. But has this ever happened where the campaign is completely, you know, the term ends, the goal is met. (laughs) It's gone to the printer. Now I should say that like, it, it is true that I've ordered books from the printer, but uh, I just ordered a really short run for myself and had not yet submitted all of the additional orders. So I do not. I mean, it's still really egregious, but it's not like this is being offset printed. This is being small batch printed. So what it could be. What worse are your remedies here for what Indiegogo did? I have no idea. I mean, if there are, are there lawyers out there that are dealing with this, this has been going on long enough. You would think that enough people have been screwed by situations like this, that lawyers would be uh, (sighs) finding an opportunity.
0: Well, I got a notice from Indiegogo because I helped back it. And when I linked to the terms of use, it said that anybody who's using Indiegogo agrees to an arbitration clause. So before you can do anything regarding a lawsuit, you might, You've already agreed to an arbitration clause, probably. You might have to file arbitration.
1: I need a lawyer to help me with that. I don't I don't know how to do all this stuff.
0: Well, I, I guess one of the things that we'll be covering over the next few months here is the arbitration process.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I need help. Uh, of course, I have all of my channels open asking for help. But if somebody can help me begin this process, that would be good.
0: All right. Well, this is going to be a short one. Nina, since we're going to be putting this out, I think, on January 6th. I'm going to put it out tonight. All right. Do do you want to talk about what we're doing this weekend?
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to New Orleans to the Quillette party. I guess I'll have a fun party topic of conversation.
0: You will. Do you have any copies of the comic that you can share?
1: No, it's it's coming from the printer. Mm. <laughs> I just ordered it, but I do have a secret web page that has the stuff on it. I could show people that, or I could make a little uh, digital version for our phones if people want to look at it. You know, we could. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'll have a busy evening if I do that. I can do that. I have a PDF of it. Sure, people can look at PDFs on their phone. Sure. Yeah, I'll send you a PDF. I'll send important people PDFs.
0: I'd like to ask another question because I'm I'm just thinking of this. Mm -hmm. I know that you have original, because this was all a hand-drawn comic. Yep. And digitally colored?
1: Yes. But I do intend to sell. I did intend to sell the originals, and I still do. It helps, though, if the book is out before you sell the originals, because people want originals of something that's been
0: mass-produced. Well, maybe they want originals of something that's been canceled.
1: Canceled. Yes, we can have a... I don't... You know, it's like, well, I now I can do like a legal crowdfunder. A legal crowdfunder to deal with my comic book crowdfunder. I need a crowdfunder for the crowdfunder. It's like, great. I, you know, I'd kind of like to do other things with my life other than deal with this nonsense.
0: If your legal crowdfunder gets canceled by the platform, then I guess you'll need to figure out how to raise money to sue the crowdfunder for your legal funds so that you can get the money that you need to sue the Indiegogo.
1: Yes. And then when that's canceled, et cetera, et cetera, what a, what a great dystopian nightmare this is. (laughs) Everything is just crowdfunding.
0: Anything else on this topic, Nina?
1: No, we can return to this topic later. We had another topic that, uh, you, I know, have been champing at the bit to
0: I have discuss, been.
1: and it's still there in spite of you know my own personal world flooding me with stress hormones. These well, other important topics are still there, so let's get on
0: it. Your topic is by and far much more urgent to both of us, especially you. And I, I don't want to debase the pain and frustration that you're going through just by complaining about something.
1: No, no, no. Let's In, there's in the so general much, world. There's so much else. So let's get into it.
0: All, all right. Well, I want to make a prediction for 2023. That's basically what I wanted to talk about, is just making a prediction. Yes. And you and I talked about this a little bit, and you had chimed in with some elaborations on my prediction. I hope that you remember what those are, and, and we'll talk about them here. But uh, at the end of 2022, there was a tweet that was sent by... Uh, Kelly J. Keene, better known as Posey Parker, that was something to the effect of uh, expressing some some disgust or frustration with people who change their names, males who change their names to take on names that are typically uh, understood to be more uh, female typical names. And there was uh, quite a bit of support for that position. There was some pushback, some pushback, but there was support for that position. Uh, Including a very popular reply to that which said that somebody changing their name is like blackface. Not even womanface, but like blackface. And I thought this was interesting because it reminded me of JK Rowling's tweet from 2019 where she said, Dress however you like and love whoever will have you, but uh, as long as you are not punishing women for believing in reality. Paraphrasing, so, yes. I'm, I'm paraphrasing both of the quotes. Yeah. So hopefully I'm not being prejudicial towards either of them by my paraphrasing. I just don't happen to have them in front of me. What occurs to me is that there is a split that's happening. On one hand, you have people who are fundamentally socially liberal. And that doesn't mean progressive necessarily, but it does mean that you are in favor of people living as they want to, as long as it doesn't create harm or take away anyone else's rights. That's the champion of that viewpoint is JK Rowling in, in the uh, gender critical world. And then you have another viewpoint, which I think is fair to describe as fundamentally authoritarian, which is a, um, and and i'm not saying that that there's there's no reason for for people on this side to to develop these viewpoints to some extent but there absolutely has been an attack on women's rights and there has been a perpetual corrosion of women's rights and it seems to have developed an authoritarian backlash that in my opinion seems to be characterized by Women like Kelly J. Keene, who would, who, who, uh, besides this um, particular tweet, has also previously said that men should carry guns into restrooms to patrol them to for the safety of women. So, um, I my prediction is this: in two thousand and twenty-three, the latter group, which depends on stirring up disgust and hatred and anxiety. Like the trans activists do, like the, when the trans activists talk about uh, gender critical people trying to uh, bring forward a genocide of, of the trans community, right? I think it's a very similar thing that, that uh, trying to stoke fear and anxiety in people is, uh, it's not a exclusive to a particular ideology. But I I think what we're going to see in 2023 is what we think of as the gender critical community is going to fracture for good and that there will be people who take the more liberal position and there'll be others who line up with the more authoritarian position. And you'll be able to distinguish those two groups because the latter will be calling for the government to prevent individual expression from the, the out group, which are gender nonconforming people. So that's my prediction.
1: Why do you use the word authoritarian instead of illiberal?
0: Because the, the group that I describe as authoritarian, they, they, they tend to make calls for there being state intervention in the individuals, uh, expression has has
1: kelly j done that though
0: to some degree and it's i think it's becoming i think it's an emerging property of that group so the first step of that is to identify who the out group is or who the scapegoat group is and to lump all of those people together and label them as enemies. And I, I will be in that group. I am in that group. And there's there's nothing that I can do at this point to get out of that group except for um, probably having a double mastectomy and changing my name back to my uh, given name, which is, by the way, a, a, a gender neutral name. It has it has more prevalence of, of, of one sex than the other, but there are... It's not uncommon for people of either sex to have that name. And, uh, so I would have to do that. And then I would have to present as male typical. That is about the only thing that I could do to escape the wrath of this group. So anything that I do that's gender non-conforming is, is, uh, still sticks me in, in the out group. All right. There's, oh, I'd have to take testosterone too, I think, in, in order to escape the wrath of this, uh. Of, of this
1: group, I'm a little bit worried when you say it starts with this, and then it becomes this authoritarian government-related thing because that reminds me of the pyramid of hate, and, uh, and like you are you are describing real phenomena. Yes, I have not made this leap, that I think you have made into necessarily authoritarianism. I do right. think I do think that. This group is is doing that. I think that they're on high alert. They're having, like, what I think of as a social immune reaction, over immune overreaction. Hmm. Uh, there's, like, it's like Trump, they're having trans derangement syndrome, uh, where, you know, these trans activists have been really bad. And then they're having this reaction where to protect themselves from this. It's like, well, anyone, you know, any man that takes a female name is, you know, also blackface or or whatever. Uh, but I think that people are entitled to criticize and also have opinions that are extreme and that that does not mean That they are involving the government. It does not mean that they Hmm. are necessarily authoritarian, that they're illiberal, their stance is illiberal. I have some opinions that are illiberal as well, and I would like to be able to keep those opinions. They do not mean that I am interested in a government clampdown. And I have a long history of this because in comics back in the day, I'm talking 30 years ago when I did my last comic,
0: Back uh, when the comics were still written on stone tablets. Yes, using, the stone using tablet. Using Flint. Com- yes. Yes.
1: And they, all, they were all by, dino- by and for dinosaurs. Yes. Uh, there were a lot of really sexist comics, just like there are today. And women who complained about the, let's say, really misogynistic comics, the reaction to them would be, you're trying to censor us. And there was a group formed, the comic book legal defense fund, which I was a supporter of, uh, and they were anti-censorship and that's great. But, but people immediately, men immediately confused criticism with censorship. And if you were on team critical, which I frequently was, they would accuse you of censorship. And it's like, no, you have made a leap there that I have not made. Okay. Okay.
0: Do you, you remember Tipper Gore? Yes. So just some context for people who don't. Tipper Gore was, Al, I think still is Al Gore's wife. But at the time that Al Gore was vice president of the United States, Tipper Gore as the second lady, is that what you would call the vice president's spouse, the wife? She was
1: just Tipper Gore, but yeah.
0: She was just Tipper Gore. Went on a crusade to label music that had uh, profanity in it, so that the the music could not be purchased by children. So that was...
1: Parental advisory. The parental
0: advisory. And this actually was a form of censorship. And to the extent that the wife of a sitting vice president has quite a bit of influence, it wasn't direct government censorship, but it was... A censorious campaign managed by somebody who had a, an incredible amount of political power.
1: Yes. I mean these things are not completely unrelated. It's just that I I do think that there are there are outspoken people who are expressing views that are illiberal. Yes. But they they really might be more libertarian in that respect Mm. than you are allowing but these are these are not the same thing there's some of these people probably are authoritarian i'm i would question whether kelly j keen actually is
0: you know she's running for government office oh that's right so but libertarians do that
1: libertarians run for government office sometimes i mean not real libertarians but semi-libertarians
0: I, I guess the the proof of the pudding will be in the eating. She is supposed to. I don't. I don't know how this works over in Turf Island, but sh- her foil is the the stunning and and beautiful Eddie Izzard.
1: <laughs> Wait, I thought. Th- oh, right. Eddie lost for something else, and well, now he's running for something new.
0: Again, the politics of Turf Island are mysterious to me.
1: Yeah. Cause I know that there was some position he was running for and she was going to run for it. But then this very qualified other female candidate was running and she won the primary or something. And so I don't Eddie know. Eddie was, out. yeah, I don't know.
0: I think they draw names out of a hat over there. Yeah. And, and that's when they say, I'm going to throw my name in the hat. That's, that's what they oh. do over there.
1: Well, uh, I was listening to a Kelly J podcast this afternoon. Oh, no. Someone on Twitter, uh, a, a feminist who's in academia, shared it and said, you know, I think she makes a lot of good points. It was a podcast where she was mostly ranting against professional feminists, feminists, you know, women's studies people. Feminists oh, I, in wonder academia. If this is,
0: I wonder if this is the same one that I saw. Was it was it the one about. Uh, oh, Remind me, what was the topic? Uh,
1: it was <laughs> feminist was she, was and she, academia. Was she talking
0: about the the, groups, the 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 uh the people who are trying to um, whip up the uh, anger and disgust?
1: I I don't know. She was complaining that these women in academia, yeah, could undoubtedly were aware of the dangers much but you know well before commoners were and that instead of sounding the alarm as she put it ah they they protected their positions and careers
0: is the, was this the purity politics video Was she was talking about purity politics
1: i don't think she used that phrase mm, okay. It's really it's really recent it's like it was it's been it was like yesterday she she did it yesterday ah okay all right. so very very recent and you know just well, this- angrily calling out feminists in academia and uh, I don't know I didn't I wasn't crazy about it I I think there's criticisms to be made I think that the hostility the hus- the, the infighting happening among gender criticals among, hurt Kelly J and her camp and let's say the Jane Claire Jones Julie Bindle camp is getting extreme. It's for me, it's disheartening. I understand fighting's important. I understand they're hashing out important principles. But for me, I'm not at the point where Kelly J has said anything to the point where I am not grateful that she's fighting the way she's fighting. It's like, i still have this diversity of tactics thing. It's like, she's doing her thing. Others are doing their thing. People disagree. I'm glad everybody's doing the different things, any way that they can do it. I'm glad some people are working with the right. I'm glad some people on the right are helping. I am, you know, also glad that you have these left purists uh, who are, reminding us how important you know real feminism is and real gender criticism is that you know constraining roles for women are not the way out of this problem and who are still standing for abortion rights and things like that and i am grateful for all of this and the fighting is inevitable and i don't jump uh-huh. in and go like so bad when you fight i just figure this is inevitable but uh you know i don't i Mm. i'm glad kelly j keen's doing her kelly j keen thing
0: well if you can't defeat your friends how can you defeat your enemies
1: (laughs) and i'm really glad julie bindle's doing her thing you know like and i'm glad that i'm not you know in the middle of this fight because i would be Fighting viciously as well, if I were closer or cared more.
0: I think it's fine if you want to sit on the fence, Nina. (laughs) But some of us, some of us who've been on the fence are going to be dragged off the fence whether we want to or not. And I can feel my feet being tugged on. And I either have to kick pretty hard to get that person to stop tugging on my foot, or I just need to jump over on the other side of the fence where people who where where uh where jk rowling and friends are right we
1: need we need a song for jk rowling god roll, bless roll,
0: roll, roll no. your, God
1: no. bless our gracious queen <laughs> oh <laughs> she's the queen of turf island and i'm loyal to her she's our she's our best hope yes we all love jk rowling but there yeah, are people that the queen there are people that say talk shit about me because I have tranny friends.
0: Yes. And guess guess which side
1: they're on? Yeah, I know. I know, but still it's like I don't, you know, when they give me shit, I just go like, uh, eh, they're unpleasant, but I still see them as you know, being being part of a movement that needs to be happening even though i don't like them but there's a difference the thing is there's a difference between them being mean there's a difference between mean girls being mean girls and laws being passed and i don't know what kind of when you say authoritarian i don't know what kind of legislation you think is going to come from this faction i they I don't know power
0: there i think they're so let let me let me let me go on with my prediction a little bit here okay so t- to some in some respects i agree with the criticisms against the feminist elites and this is the reason why i think 2023 is going to be such an important year because it seems very clear at this point that it's not going to be possible for the minority of feminist elites to ever influence the majority of gender ideology elites who currently have control of the, the levers of the institutions to, to ever come to the table and have have any sort of uh, compromise. That, that seems impossible at this point. So the, I believe that 2023 is going to be so important because this is going to be the year that the populists I described them before as authoritarians, but I, I think it's populist authoritarianism. They're, they are making popular arguments. They are trying to persuade the ordinary person by creating villains and victims as, as part of their populist argument. Uh, that they're, they're going to ultimately probably be the side that succeeds because we have already seen in the last 10 years the elites are not able to solve this problem. I think, unfortunately, that the populists have a better chance of doing it, even though I think they're kind of worse people. Maybe so. So if the cancellation mobs start coming after me because when I was 19 years old, I had a sex change, or if they start coming after you because you bear to tolerate my company, I I guess we'll be able to at least have the comfort of knowing that my prognostications are accurate.
1: And your prognostications are frequently accurate. Yeah.
0: They are unfortunately. So I would be a much happier person if I were wrong more often.
1: I feel the same way. I do not like being right as often as I am.
0: What a pair of sorry people we are. (laughs) Cynical and accurate. The worst, the worst combination of traits in an individual.
1: Well, plus you're trained as an economist.
0: Oh yeah, they they say that economists have accurately predicted six of the last three economic downturns.
1: <laughs> well, I have read that of all academic disciplines, economists have better accuracy.
0: That's frightening. That they're, true that
1: they are, they are less. Bound to and blinded by their ideological leanings.
0: Oh no. Than
1: those of the other disciplines. For better or worse.
0: I can promise that having studied economics for four years and maintained an interest in it afterwards does create distortionary thinking about things.
1: Distortion relative to your fellow humans. Yes. Because most humans are more feely than thinky. Ugh.
0: Well, we're at 36 minutes. I did want to mention before we wrapped up that I was a podcast guest on Lisa Sellin Davis's podcast. It was an interesting conversation, Nina. There was a point that I made that I'll just mention here briefly because I wish that I had articulated it better, but I had made a point that the allies who support trans people ostensibly are really working towards institutionalizing gender nonconformity in such a way that people who don't fit the norms of masculine or feminine are forced to go into this transgender box and are pushed towards marginalization and medicalization. So if you think about who is actually involved in the institutionalization of gender ideology, Although the precepts of gender ideology are developed by trans activists, the most of the work that's being done is by trans allies. And what they're doing is they are building a system that medically uh, sterilizes and traps individuals in this box because they weren't gender conforming enough to be able to be uh, socially integrated as as members of their own sex.
1: Yes, it's very regressive.
0: Extremely. So thanks, allies.
1: Yeah. And thank you, turfs and trannies, for listening. Uh, please be outraged on my behalf regarding Indiegogo's grotesque surprise censorship of agents of hag.
0: And if you'd like to support Nina... Please contribute to her PayPal. Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. Or my, what's the other one? I have Patreon, Patreon, which I didn't even really, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I I still have PayPal because all of these other alternatives, people are like, well, it's not PayPal. And I say, until this stuff is regulated, they're all equally bad. There is no safe, uh, you know, web financing, internet financing, crowdfunding, money exchanging service until these things are regulated so that we're protected
0: if it comes to it nina you'll always have a place on my couch
1: oh maybe you'll even get a new couch
0: oh as soon as my cat dies an
1: even more comfortable couch anyway
0: that's 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 any couch
1: (laughs) (laughs) turfs and trannies thank you for listening
0: bye bye Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Heterodorks. You can support us by visiting our page at anchor.fm slash heterodorks, or by supporting Nina Paley at patreon.com slash Nina Paley. You can also support us by writing a review on your favorite podcast site, such as Apple Podcasts. Thank you.